Hello, everyone. So I hear there's a lot of zapping going around. Well, I'm here to teach you how to zap right. Yeah, it worked. All right, good, good. Not a tough crowd. Fantastic. Easy. So hi, everyone. Um, I'm here on behalf of John, the founder and CEO of ZapRite. First, a message from John. He is in Ireland visiting family. Wishes he could be here with you all today, of course. John is one of the first, if not the first, member of Pleb Lab from way back in the day. So, quick message from John. My name is Nate. I have been an advisor for ZapRite for over a year now. And if you're not familiar with ZapRite, I'll give you a quick introduction. It is the easiest way to non-custodially um, invoice your time with Bitcoin. So ZapRite launched about a year and a half ago. And if you've been using ZapRite for the past six months, you might have noticed there weren't that many features rolling out. That's because we've been busy hard at work with a complete rewrite of the entire tech stack. So what I'm here to announce today is V2. ZapRite V2 will be launching over the next week. We're already in beta. So we've dark launched to some of our power users. And I'm gonna demo V2 today for you live, show you how to create an invoice, talk about the new feature sets and the roadmap that's coming. So over to V2. I've already logged in. I'm gonna go to my inbox, hit that magic link. While that's loading, a little bit of details about V2 why we decided to do a full rewrite. It's a very common thing in the startup world. At some point you realize that the code you first wrote was insufficient to roll out the next phase of the company. So um, we wanted to move away from Google Firebase. We wanted to go on to more of a standardized relational database that'll help us with self-hosting and be more flexible for us in the future. Um, rewrite the entire API from a, from a new data model standpoint. Something that's going to help us roll out features and be more accounting focused. So when you land on your dashboard and you've already got some activity, it might look like this. So what I'm going to do first is talk about invoices and checkouts. If you're familiar with V1, um, invoices and checkouts were kind of the same concept. They were one in the same. What we've done now is we've separated the checkouts from the invoices. Checkouts are going to be something that ZapRite will be built around moving forward. This will allow us to have payment links like Stripe payment links that can feed various use cases like invoices, um, donation pages, um, storefronts, ticket sales, and that kind of jazz. So let's jump right into it. There's a lot going on here. I'm gonna to try to touch on everything. And then I'm gonna dive into it from the perspective of like maybe a first time user. You, you arrive on ZapRite, you wanna create an invoice. Okay, so we go there. And we hit new invoice. I've already got a contact created, but you could easily make one right here. I'm going to select John as my contact. Oh, zoom in. Yes, of course. 
Is that better? I also don't want to go too far in because there's some mobile layouts that may jump in, so I'll keep it here. And I may have to zoom out again, but I've already got some tasks that I've created for John. So I could create new ones on the fly here, but I'm going to look at the list of tasks I already have. Okay, so I was peeling potatoes and giving a presentation, speaking at Satsby. So let's pick those two. Right? Thank you. <laughs> so I scroll down. Um, next thing you're going to see is this, uh, this payment. One thing I want to highlight on V2 is we've added this preview button here. If you're familiar with V1, the preview is always at the bottom of this invoice creation page. Now you can click this uh, horizontal mode preview and you'll get the whole thing side by side. So you get your entire preview. I'm going to zoom out so we can see more of it. You get your entire preview on the right hand side and you get your form on the left. This is some UX that's very standard in the industry of invoicing. So kind of went in that direction. So how is John going to pay for this invoice? Um, checkouts. I have a default checkout. Everybody who creates an account gets a default checkout. If I want to customize it on an invoice, I just hit that. And I can see all of the integrations that I've already created or already connected to my account. My computer is freezing up once in a while here for some reason. So bear with me. These connections are integrations to different payment options. As you can see here, there's LND, there's IBEX, and there's Strike that are all Lightning-based. I'm still frozen, unfortunately. There we go. So right now, I've only got Strike and um, Bitcoin selected. If I hit this little preview button, I can see what my um, customer is going to be seeing on the checkout page. So I've got one lightning option selected and one Bitcoin lightning option selected. If I want to add liquid payments, I can do that. Click the preview again, see that he will be presented with that option. So let's go ahead and keep it with those three. I'm going to add a, I'm going to add a Bitcoin address to that. Great question. So um, the question was, there are many lightning integrations here. So many lightning connections. Um, why do they all funnel to one? Why can I only have one? I'll talk more about that on the connections page, but the idea is to simplify the UX for the customer who's paying. Um, from their perspective, they don't care that you're receiving on LND. They don't care that you're receiving on strike. For them, it's lightning. So we give, we give you, we've, we converge onto one lightning option uh, and kind of enforce that at a UI, but allow you to select which one you want for different invoices, different checkouts. So you're saying this, right. Is the user allowed to select only one lightning option when he's paying? We're going to go through that. I think it'll be really clear when we go through the checkout. So, okay, I'm happy with this invoice. Let's go ahead and send it to John. All right, I'm presented with two options. I can email it to John or I can share it, which will give me a link to share. So let's try this first. 
Uh, his email is pre-populated, of course, because I've already created that contact. I gotta add another email if I don't, if I'm not sure where you know his real inbox is. I might put in a few emails. But actually, I want to use the share link option. So let's do that. You see here, we've got the public invoice URL and we've got the public payment URL. The first one is probably what you want. This will show him the invoice. So let's go ahead and select that. Go to a new tab. And there's your invoice. So this is what John's gonna see. He may, um, he may want to download the PDF or he may choose to just pay online here. So let's go ahead and see what that looks like when I download PDF first. Get a very standard invoice layout PDF. At the bottom here, you'll see there's the QR code and the payment link. So these are the payment links where I was kind of hinting to earlier, right? This payment link is servicing an invoice. Um, in the future, these will be powered to serve multiple use cases. So I'll go back to the online, pretending I'm, I'm John. I'm going to pay the invoice. You see that checkout preview that we saw earlier? The summary kind of refers back to the invoice similarly to how a Stripe checkout page will refer back to the product that you're paying for. I'm gonna choose the pay with lightning option. And I'm gonna open up my wallet of Satoshi. All right, pay that invoice. And there it is, payment confirmed. And I should be getting an email shortly um, notifying me that John has paid my invoice. So let's head back to the dashboard. Okay, new transaction just came in. I had selected the strike option um, for Lightning. He chose to pay with Lightning, so that uh, transaction reflects that. You can click that, see a little more detail about it. Notice that it was invoiced in Bitcoin. My organization's accounting currency, which I haven't talked about yet, is US dollars by default. Every Zapright user has an accounting currency. Um, this is so that accounting can be simplified at the end of the year based on the uh, currency that you legally must be accounting in. So I, I could add a label here and just say, uh, this was a demo live paid to myself. Cool. I hope that answered your question a little bit about the lightning um, concept. Maybe we can get more into it here on the connections page. Fantastic question. The question was, what happens if I have both LND and strike selected here for my checkout? All right, let's try to turn on LND. Oh, payment method conflict. Okay, you cannot have two lightning payment methods enabled for a checkout at the same time. That's the answer. That's how we sort of enforce that. Um, so we just hit replace and you'll notice that that changed up. Something else I didn't mention before, but if, you, if you're not happy with the order of the checkout buttons, you can always drag and drop and switch them around. Just a nice little touch, you know, this is the kind of things we like to focus on, making that UX just real, real polished. 
Um, let's go back to the connections page and talk a little bit about what it's like to uh, integrate or yeah, create these connections to various payment methods. I'm gonna disconnect my strike account. So if you come to your connections page and you're like, I wanna add another payment method for my customers, go to strike, all you need is your handle, agree, connect, done. You've now connected your strike account. Ibex, uh, I'm gonna disconnect. I'm gonna go ahead and find my Ibex token. Don't worry, this is not a real production Ibex token, so there's nothing to steal there. Existing user, developer token, agree, connect. Your BPTs, if you're familiar with the Ibex terminals, uh, we fetch them and we give you the options uh, that you've configured on Ibex. So you might have different terminals there. Pick the one you want. Um, there you go, your IBEX is connected and it's now available on the checkout to be selected as an option. So we can turn that on, replace strike with IBEX. So this is a lot of what we're building ZapRite around is this concept of the checkout and the payment links that invoices can be serviced by. Moving forward, um, you haven't seen a lot of releases on ZapRite v1. We've been really busy building this thing. As soon as this launches, you can expect a lot of new features to come flooding through, some of which are recurring invoices. You need somebody to pay you on a regular basis, configure a recurring invoice, get that going on a monthly, weekly basis, whatever it may be. Discounts and premiums. Say you want to offer a 5% discount for pay with Lightning. You can do that. You'll be able to do that here on this page, on your checkout. Configure a premium or a discount on a specific payment method, incentivizing your customers to pay you via the method of your preference. Teams, we'll have, we've got organizations already built in, but we'll be rolling out the Teams feature. Um, that'll allow you to add users to your ZapRite organization, people with different role-based access who can do different things on your account. Um, Xpubs and wallet connections. That's going to be a very important uh, feature for the future of ZapRite. You'll be able to upload an Xpub. am I doing on time? Okay, we're fine. I'll, you'll be able to upload an Xpub to your ZapRite account, connect your blue wallet, and have um, invoices pick addresses out of that XPUB without you having to copy paste addresses all the time. That may not be very useful for invoices, but say you are gonna create a donation page. Another feature we are looking to deploy on ZapRite. Donation pages will be able to leverage an XPUB and use addresses on the fly as people make payments. Storefronts, say you have, um, say you're Safedine and you're selling your books online. A simple storefront allowing you to upload an XPUB, upload a picture of the book, some details, boom, you've got a checkout connected to that storefront. You're now accepting Bitcoin payments online, non-custodially without hosting BTC pay server. Um, ticket sales, a non-inventory item, anything of that sort. So those are all the kind of use cases we're gonna be able to service and power with this checkouts payment links concept. Let's see. Other things we're looking at are uh, ZapRite Lightning addresses. 
lightning addresses are becoming more and more popular, you'll be able to configure your own lightning address on ZapRite and use that in Noster and other places. Um, I think that's about it for my presentation. I'm just going to click around and make sure I can give you a bit of a tour of the UI. There are a lot of features that you'll see coming soon. So on your organization settings, um, billing, which will be payments, recurring payments that you can make to ZapRite for credits. That's kind of how we're going to monetize in the future. Again, right now, ZapRite is free. So um, jump on that. And it may remain cheaper for those who you know, are old-time customers, long-time customers. The Teams feature I talked about, custom branding. So you'll be able to customize those invoices to have more of a white label uh, branding for your organization, your company. We talked about connections. This is the contacts table. You can manage all of your customers here. Transactions table, see everything that's been coming in. Uh, I think we looked at this already. Yeah, you can add labels to those. And invoices. I can go ahead and maybe finish off by creating one more invoice and paying it um, live just for fun. So let's add the last remaining tasks that I have for John here. Scroll down, Ch make sure that the checkout looks the way I want it to look. Okay, it's been freezing on me when I scroll through that thing, so that's good to know. Hit send. Copy the invoice URL, go to a new tab, open that up. There's my invoice. So I'm pretending I'm John now. I'm going to pay this invoice. Open up my wallet. Oh, great question. Let's do that instead. So how can I open it on my phone? Well, let's open up the PDF. Scroll down to the QR code. So I'm seeing on my phone basically the same thing you're seeing uh, here. That's what I see. So I didn't add a Bitcoin address on that invoice, right? So the only option is pay with Lightning in this case. So I'm seeing the exact same thing on my phone. So if I click pay with Lightning, it opens up um, the Lightning invoice. And actually I have on mobile, I have an extra option down here that says choose your wallet. So I'm gonna click that. Kinda wish I could show you. Oh well. I'm gonna pick Wallet of Satoshi, and it automatically brings the invoice into my wallet so I can pay it. Payment sent and payment confirmed. How does the Yeah, fantastic question. Completely depends on which payment method is being used at the time. So off the top of my head, I can't give you the answer for all of them. Um, I believe that Strike is a webhook that we have pre-configured um, on our uh, developer dashboard with Strike. 
Um, LND, I suppose, is going to be um, because, oh, actually, did I show you guys the LND settings? You have your endpoint. In this case, it's a voltage app. Forgot to talk about this, but if, if you want an easy lightning integration, go to voltage, spin up a node, take your URL, paste it here, grab the invoice macaroon, paste it here, hit save. You've got lightning integrated with Zaprite. Um, so I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how that's happening, to be honest with you. For on-chain payments, we're using a service that's watching the mempool or the address that's registered in the invoice. Soon as a transaction hits the mempool, we get a call back to Zaprite for that. So it's all about um, mostly going to be callbacks that we register with these integrations. Yes. One hundred percent. Notice that payment link at the bottom there. You could imagine a payment link that says paydotzaprite.com slash checkout um, slash some token uh, question mark amount equals one hundred USD, and then whoever clicks that link, it's sent to a checkout for a hundred dollars USD, payable in all of the ways that you've configured it to be payable. So you could use a payment link integrated onto your website that's just like, donate here, right? And they click that and anybody who clicks it is shown a fresh checkout that they can donate to. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it actually, yeah. Yeah, 100%. We have a QuickBooks integration coming soon. That is most definitely on the roadmap, something that a lot of people are asking for. So um, there's a lot of things that are going to open up there, not only the, the accounting tracking, but also um, potentially inventory, right? I know that a lot of people use QuickBooks as their source of truth for inventory. We're looking into how to use that with callbacks in order to um, provide a storefront that calculates inventory with QuickBooks. Um, other integrations might include uh, Shopify in the same way, inventory connection with Shopify, uh, Shopify storefront, and just payment links for ZapRite. Yeah. Great, well thank you everyone, this was fun.